Hello and welcome to the 24th episode of the second ever season of the Plebs on Footy podcast. I am your host, Rory O'Kane, and as always, I'm joined by Scott Fotheringham. I didn't think I'd see you here today, Scotty. Hey, mate. How are you? Uh, a lot better than you, I think. Well, I've got something to be angry about, too, so we'll get to that later. I, ha- I have to be honest. The All of our jokes about me not doing the pod... They were dead set true. I was determined oh, I wasn't going to do that. I was just trying now. to publicly shame you into doing it. That was what that strategy was. I think that negotiation was nearly as tough as when I actually had to convince you to do the pod in the first place. Yeah, you, you didn't nag me too much this time. It was just, just a little bit of I nag. found a bit of balance. You eventually got there. Um, I know why everyone's listening. They want to hear my devastation. So I'm just going to briefly tell my story. Of no, I don't last... think people want a brief telling. I think they want every <laughs> the gory detail of your misery. So obviously, yeah, we went to the game, Melbourne Collingwood. It, it wasn't too much fun. I think I had a couple sitting next to me who were actually pissing themselves laughing at me throughout the entire last quarter. <laughs> and I, I, I was looking at them thinking, if I was watching myself, I'd probably be doing the same thing. Were they Collingwood supporters? Uh, yes, they were Collingwood oh, well, supporters. They were Collingwood supporters didn't really care. Like, they were just kind of there oh, for okay. the atmosphere and I was just like, what the hell is this bloke doing? <laughs> um, I actually, I went on probably the best run I've ever been on straight after the game. I was just so angry. <laughs> I was just pumping it out. <laughs> But I still had hope then. Like I still, I was looking forward to watching Adelaide West Coast. I was actually really excited to watch it, and I, I watched a little bit of Frio Essen and just holding on to that that false hope. It got, it, that was surprisingly yeah. close. That was probably a better chance in the it end. There was a point in the last quarter was eight points the difference. And, mm. like, I think you could tell Essen were going to win it. Yes, because Frio are very very bad. Yeah, but the uh, yeah West Coast Adelaide. I, I played a bit of netball, so I couldn't watch it till half time. I went got, went to the sporting globe with my girlfriend. Got there yeah at half time. Crap the shits about halfway through the third quarter. Just yeah, I got, I got a text uh, about then. I'm just going to say. <laughs> my girlfriend was halfway through eating her dinner, and I'm just like, I can't do this, we're leaving. <laughs> She's like, like, what? <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to eat, and I'm like, eat it quickly, and then we're leaving. <laughs> but then you had the thing where you just... I'm surprised you're still together. <laughs> you had the thing where you just kept checking um, kept checking your phone every few seconds, just, just holding on to hope, and then, yeah, she confiscated it. <laughs> I couldn't look at it until 7.30 until the horrible result came. And since then, I've basically buried my head in the sand. I haven't paid any attention to footy. I've been specifically flicking through the radio stations to avoid footy. I haven't even watched Access All Areas. Which now, that, that is literally the only preparation we ever do for this podcast, so that says a lot. <laughs> so I'm not going to be too helpful, um, but pretty devo, mate. Pretty devo. Yeah, the show revolves around you this week, Scott. We're all just going to... Celebrate your misery, Just I think. Some, some people might have sympathy, but I'm not one of them. Most so. people do. Most people have nah. actually backed off and been quite nice. I mean, you're an arsehole. We yeah. know that. Well, That's our relationship. <laughs> Give <laughs> each other shit. Anyway, let's get on to the football. Uh, gold jacket, green jacket. Yep. A segment that goes without explaining. Yeah, everyone's uh, favourite segment. <laughs> gold jacket, green jacket. The title derives from the line in Happy Gilmore. Gold jacket, green jacket. Who gives a shit? And we give three, two, one votes for the most meaningless games of the round. Um, you have stitched me up here. I'm just looking down <laughs> at the votes you've given. I'm given one vote. North defeated Brisbane by 51 points. No, that's not what it's written on the planning sheet, Scott. You made Follow the bloody the plan. planning sheet. Exactly. I told you specifically. I so get to wh- do what I want this week, all right? No, you Angry don't, enough. Scott. One vote goes to Hawthorne Dogs. No. You know names retired. That was about it. Had no influence on the finals the gr- result. The great man Bob retired. Oh, geez, one of the greats. It was, it was, it was a nice night. I went. It I was went a nice night. It was also irrelevant to anything in the season. Oh, and yours was relevant, wasn't yeah. it? North of who, Brisbane. Who decided the wooden spoon? Who cares about the wooden spoon? I thought you would, given you'd won it so many times. 
that makes me care about it less, mate. We're given one vote, North defeated Brisbane, right? This is controversial. This is controversial. The question is... What really happened is I had nothing to say about the Hawthorne Dogs game and I wanted to get it out <laughs> hey, of the way. I went, so we, we can discuss Did it. Did you? Oh, yeah, I went along just to, to celebrate the great man, Bob Murphy. <laughs> You're an idiot. Um, how devastated were you that you actually won this game? Um, like, yes, in the grand scheme of things, but then I remembered... I like watching my team win, so I actually enjoyed the experience. It was only afterwards. I was like, ah, oh, fuck. Yeah, this, this and we started off with the perfect way of tanking. We dominated the entire game, but we kicked one goal late in the first quarter. No, I was really. like, we have revolutionized this, boys. We can try as hard as we want up until the last kick, but then um, we started kicking to Ben Brown, and the game was over. <laughs> Normally, when I'm watching a Melbourne game and we're losing, I do the thing where I look down, I'm like, well... In better news, at least North are losing. This time, in better news, North are winning. <laughs> no, I was pretty yeah, happy. You've had a perverse relationship with uh, North the last, the last few weeks. The last few weeks, I've been yeah, I've been getting around. On reflection, it. though, we were never going to keep pick one anyway, so we may as well trade pick four for Josh Kelly. Are you are you pick four now? Is that yeah, right? we pick four. From what I'm hearing, pick one to five this year is not. There's not a clear sort of one and two. No, yeah, exactly. The top five is like the first year, and then there's a drop off. But apparently. They're all pretty good there. They're not... I don't think there's an out-and-out superstar surefire pick in the way that we've seen some in the past. Yeah. Although I can't really think of any number ones that have been a surefire pick in the way we think about it nowadays. None of them really turned into the best player in the league outside of Rewald, and he was 20 years ago nearly. Exactly right. Like, pick one, pick two. They they are a little bit overrated. If you've got a pick in the top five, probably even in the top ten, you're going to get a good player. Or you've got every chance of getting a good yeah, so you shouldn't be tanking or be too devastated about. Oh, look, about I'm not, the, the only thing we don't get now is uh, number one in the preseason draft to say if you don't trade with us, GWS, we'll just walk them through, which isn't yeah. much anyway. That's that, never going to happen. People always talk about that; it never happens. No, right? it doesn't. I remember we were talking about that about getting Chris Judd to Melbourne <laughs> back in the day, and like it just it just doesn't happen. They just pick a team and they go to them. Yeah, and the, the trade will be made. No one's inspired. Oh, what's, I was about to say Mark Stevens, but that's not the right Stevens. That's a floggish Bulldogs reporter. Um, who was the blonde guy from Port Adelaide who went to Nick Stevens? Nick Stevens, yeah. I think he committed assault or something. I should have remembered that. He did, yeah. <laughs> he went through the preseason draft and he was about the last one to do it. Yeah, because he was determined not to go to Collingwood. That was the thing, wasn't it? No, he wanted to go to Collingwood and Port said, fuck you. Oh, yeah, Port didn't yeah. want to trade with Collingwood. That's the one. Mm. It had something to do with someone hating Collingwood. Anyway, moving on. Two votes. Uh, Pretty easy one. Sydney defeated Carlton by 81 points. Um, look, Buddy kicked 10 goals, which is nice. It's been a long time since he's kicked a, a bag like that. He did have one of the... Uh, it's only the second time he's ever kicked 10 goals or more. Yeah, yeah there was famously against North. Um, but it was quite funny watching them try and just feed him the ball. There was one time he ran through the mark, received the handball, and was about to have a shot before the umpire said, Buddy, you can't actually do that. You've got to go around the back. I think I think there was enough he's on AFL pages about... Uh, yeah, there was. Crack, ...cracking the shits about him cheating and trying to get Buddy all of his goals. You're up by 81 points in the last round. Do whatever you want. And it was, it was pretty brutal sort of performance by Sydney. The, the percentage battle between... Them they actually had to do it. It was quite interesting. Yeah. Because Carlton were within two goals at uh, half-time. So they really had to put the foot down if they wanted to give themselves a shot. And they gave themselves a shot. But, um, oh, this is a perfect segue. We don't have anything to say about it. But Port defeated Gold Coast by... Uh, uh, by 115 <laughs> points. Yes, you're hijacking my unveiling of who gets gold jacket, green jacket, mate. I just realised we, we can't do 
neat segues on Gold Jack, Green Jack, because there's too much preparation in getting the sound effect ready. because it's my segment, mate. So, to Port Adelaide and Gold Coast, we say... Gold Jacket, Green Jacket, who gives a shit? <laughs> Not us with planning, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> so, it was a pretty brutal effort from... Did you see any of this? No, I didn't, I didn't see any of this. So it would have been one of the most insipid performances ever. But extra brutal by Port Adelaide, which they've been very good at all year. Gold Coast didn't score for two quarters. <laughs> like that is crazy. Two quarters without scoring. They've been horrifically bad since they lost their coach. Like, normally there is a yeah, little bit of a... a bit of a dead cat bounce, normally. Yeah. There hasn't been a single... It's kind of that fork mm. in the road sort of mm. position where they're like, geez, we've really buggered this. And a lot of the time, teams can change. But Gold Coast have been the opposite. They've just compl- they don't have a lot of heart, that club, and that those players. No, it's, it's they, pretty sad, really. They need some leadership there. Ablett's not it. He's gone anyway. But they need something. Stephen May, he's out, isn't he? He's about the only one that shows any sort of, sort a, of leadership. He's a genuine gun. Yeah, and I think he seems like a decent leader. Yeah, I, th- I think I think he leads the back half very well. Yeah, I don't think I rate Tom Lynch's leadership though. They they speak about him within the club as if he's pretty special. Yeah, but I don't know. They need some... most clubs say that about their captains. captains. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's gotten pretty bad if you don't say that. North maybe said it. Kerry wasn't a great captain after two thousand one or two. <laughs> That's <laughs> yeah. probably the last example of someone not rating your captain. But um, yeah, this is just pathetic. And normally when a team struggles this much after getting a coach sacked. They, mm. You start talking about the caretaker coach, but I don't think you can really blame Solomon for all of these thumpings. I think it is just a playing list who just doesn't give a shit. It's, yeah, there's still... It's pretty sad. There is still talent there, and there's players I'd look at and poach. There's, for a, there's a lot freakish of... talent there. There's just no heart. Mm. There's no workman. Like, they brought in Michael Barlow, who is that, but he got hurt for the entire year. So they just don't really have anything... Probably David Swallow is the closest of the guys they actually drafted that's quality that might have a little bit of that in him. But even he's a bit flaky. He's had his issues. Yeah, he hasn't been able to put his stamp on that team at all. But for Port, well done. They got fifth. Did what we know. (laughs) Know what they do a lot. I'm not sure you'd want fifth because all you do is play GWS or Adelaide. And I don't think Port can beat either of those. And wouldn't you rather play Richmond? You, you would definitely rather play Richmond. Um, geez, I'm, like, I'm getting in a very bitter mood. Like, I hope they utterly destroy West Coast. And I hope that Sydney just utterly destroy Essendon. I'm just, I'm very bitter. I'm in a bit of a banjo sort of, sort yeah, of mind Yeah, which is interesting. And I think it'll happen. Like, I, I, I wish I... it was Melbourne getting flogged. <laughs> but I'm pretty confident those teams will get flogged. I don't care about the bottom half of the eight this year. Yeah, it's not they're not great games. Are None they? of it really the other two games are massive. Makes yeah. me go Oh, yeah. that'll be a good game to watch. Yeah, exactly. Like right. I'll look forward to I reckon they'll both get smashed. No, I won't look for no, I just don't care about the first the elimination finals. Well, I do because I'm angry and I want to see teams get smashed. Oh yeah, Schadenfreude's <laughs> best form of uh like solace after a bad loss. But anyway, let's move on. Let's get to the important football. Yeah and like, first like up, Bulldogs. <laughs> I was looking at the numbers and I thought, <laughs> I thought we were up to the, the big show. No. Yeah, Hawthorne Bulldogs, you went. What were your thoughts? Oh, look, it wasn't it wasn't a great game of footy. It was a nice night. It was nice cheering off all the all the champions. Um, it, it wasn't it wasn't a special game. I've just I've been so 
frustrated watching the Bulldogs in the second half of the year. They just can't score. They no. have absolutely no idea what they're going for. Their leading goalkeeper kicked 24 goals this year. Yeah. Which is like not many more than Matthew... I think it's two more than Matthew Wright kicked to win Carlton's goal scoring the year before. <laughs> they do a lot of the bombing at long to midgets, which doesn't work. But then when they don't do that, they have such shallow entries. They're mm. just little chips to 45, 48 metres out or something. And then yeah, they don't really then generate they scores. Yeah, they, they just don't have enough elite ball use in the fourth half. And to be honest, a lot of their kids have gone backwards. McRae's sort of stayed at the level. McRae's had a good year. Bonton Pelly's been below. significantly below. He has. What he's people have people overlooked that because they just love the Bond, but he hasn't he, had a good year. He's averaged like 63% disposal efficiency or something, yeah. which is not good. Yeah, he hasn't had a great year. He can't kick for goal. Like, there's players like Hunter has been nowhere near as good. Did nothing. It's just there's not. I don't know. Without the burning desire, there's nothing there that makes them special at all. The, the weird thing about it with me is I don't never watch a Bulldogs game and think the effort's not there. Like I've, every time I've watched them, even, yeah, even this game, I felt like they've been having a real crack. Last year was just it was astonishing their effort. Like it was just beyond their hunger in finals was beyond anything we've seen. I think, and like now they're just sort of. I think they're having a crack still. But now they, they just don't have the structure and they just don't have the players at each end of the ground no. to, to hold up. Yeah, they're, just a, they're in a weird spot. It'll be interesting to see what they do next year. For Hawthorne... you got to say, very good second half of the year for the Hawks. Yeah, it was a very good they're second half of the year. They're finishing now and you're thinking pretty positively about them, really. Clarko's just that good. It, it's just, all about it is all about Clarko. I don't probably. I don't think about their players and go, oh, there's great optimism here outside of Except really... Sicily. Ryan Burton. Um, Sicily's had a good second half of the year for a dickhead. It's been very frustrating. (laughs) He has. Someone just needs to punch that guy really hard. Omira had a better game. I mean, he wasn't well, he played dominant. for one, so that's helpful. Well, he played the previous week and didn't do a lot. Mm. Yeah, he had a quiet one. This one, he was he was looking like a good player. We're not seeing the absolute. He, they're not going to get value for money on that trade ever. It doesn't matter. It, it's highly But they hard. won the Tom Mitchell trade by so much, it might not matter. Yeah. He was so good throughout this year. He, yeah, he's he's got to win their game. best and fairest by almost as much as Dusty will win the Brownlow by. Mm. It'll be... Astonishing how much he wins that best and fairest boat. Yeah. I tell you who else was actually good in this game. Old Poppy. I was thinking he was just falling away. He's been playing a little VFL, and I was thinking he was just done. Has he been in the VFL? He played. Uh, he, was he coming back from injury? I saw I have him no play. Idea. I don't VFL pay attention game. to Hawthorne. I don't but like them. I was thinking he was just one of those players who's just kind of on the. Like he was one of those players who was good in a good team, and, and not much else. Pushed out. Well, he's but apparently going to get really traded well. to GWS, so he can be good in a good team somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. perfect for him. <laughs> perfect for GWS as well. Actually, a pressure forward. It's yeah, like true. literally all they need. Yeah, someone who's yeah who, who is good based on their effort. Yeah, yeah. Because, at the moment either. all they've got is Matt DeBoer. Hmm. Who's weirdly important to him. <laughs> yeah, even they're not good guys. It's just like Stevie J now. Like, he's their worst player. Yeah. And it's just because he's it old. He's a bit sad. Uh, but anyway, let's get on uh, to the good let's, stuff. let's not. No, nah, bad luck. I was so tempted to give this gold jacket green jacket. <laughs> oh, it would have amused me, but let's go. Collingwood uh, defeated Melbourne by 16 points. What were your thoughts, Scott? Do you think he played well? Collingwood were good. Like, I will say that. Look, our first quarter was disgraceful. Like, utterly pathetic. I have no doubt that the fact that we had that safety net of thinking we could still make it and losing made a difference. That, that's why we didn't come out firing. And that's pathetic. Like, that is so sad from a professional outfit. 
From that point, we fired a shot in the second quarter. Collingwood responded really well. Didn't we? Didn't make any ground at halftime, even though we felt like we mm. we'd started playing well. Third quarter, we fired a real shot, got within three goals, and then got within eight points in the last quarter. We played some decent footy in patches, but Collingwood were good and they finished the game well. They they were really smart. They slowed the game down, took the momentum away from us. And then we have dickheads like Tom McDonald just turning it over. I was waiting for five minutes. He was awful. Like. He's a leader. How many people now need to be delisted from that side? I'm no, I'm not. Look, both of the McDonald's can go, and I wouldn't be too, <laughs> too upset about. It. Outside of that, I'm not going to be hanging people. I mean, we have a lot of players who had, had like really good years, like improving a lot. Guys like Melksham and Neil Bullen made themselves real, uh, real just important yeah. contributors to the side in, in different sort of roles. Like, it was a largely positive season, but you have to say it was a fail in the end. Like we should have been making finals. We were a good yeah. enough team to make finals, and we choked. It was a fail in the exact same way St Kilda's was a fail. Really, after all your bluster about finally differentiating yourselves from them, it's the exact same argument as it was last year. We are better than you. You are better, <laughs> but but with the same amount of doubt as last year. Mm-hmm. There'll still be someone going, oh, St Kilda. What about them? In the, putting them in the exact same conversation they put you in. Mm. You didn't differentiate, differentiate yourselves at all, really. You won, what, two more games? We did win two more games. And, and they won, be, went backwards. Our best footy is good, and we just, we're just so immature. It's, we'd like, we would, not, not, I'm You're not still, what, the second youngest in the conversation? We, we would be, but third. I'm not speaking about age and experience and stuff. I'm just being just... The attitude we have is just so immature. Like, we should have... We should have flogged Brisbane last week, and then we would have been in finals without mm. without any question at all. We should have turned up with the fire this week, and we didn't. We should have beaten North Melbourne twice, and we couldn't beat them once. It's and we four beat Adelaide days, and Adelaide. Scott. It was it's been four thousand days since you beat North Melbourne. Yes, I know. I, I, I've given up. I, I, I think we'll make finals one day. I don't think we'll ever beat North Melbourne. <laughs> not until not one of happen. us dies. But uh, yeah, seriously. Tom McDonald. <laughs> My God. What was your favourite Tom McDonald screw-up? We know the one. The, the Mason Cox one. What made that own. excellent is Mason Cox somehow managed to be worse. He handballed it through the goals. It, was weird. it wasn't a te- I don't think it was a terrible game of footy, but that moment was just one of the biggest comedy That, that, that looked, seemed like seen. something out of uh, North Melbourne, Brisbane. Yeah, exactly right. The other th- there was one chase which old Oscar had on the wing just below me, and it was one of the most pathetic things I've ever seen. It looked like he was walking. He's really like... He looks really lazy at times. Some people move like that, though. Okay, I, no I, I, I swear on my... Head. Mother, who's not dead yet, grave. That uh, Hamish McIntosh did not sprint in his entire AFL career. He just didn't look like he could move his legs quickly. Some people. I don't think Oscar's that slow. <laughs> I'm not giving him that much credit. Nah, but his steps were just so big. Maybe that. Maybe he's got long legs. Ah, <sighs> uh, we'll come back to it. We'll come back to it. We'll move on. Um, Geelong defeated uh, GWS by 44 points. GWS are in a little bit of trouble. No, no, no. They're going to win. Still, <laughs> Don't forget about that. Still. They're going to win. They've got to play Geelong again if they lose to Adelaide. Which, Although Rory Sloan's apparently out because he's appendix burst. The Adelaide-GWS game is going to be really, really interesting. They're two players who... They're two teams who I think play the most attractive brand of footy. Like, the way that they yeah. move the ball is, is, is freakish. And it'll just... Who can do it more often than the other? Like, that'll be a in really, all honesty, really thrilling game. Adelaide beat... 
GWS by 56 to start the year. Not sure GWS have closed that gap a whole heap. Nah, GWS will win it, mate. Keep the faith, you suck. You are the biggest backflipper ever. Well, I've decided that if GWS go in straight sets, we get Josh Kelly as well, because he doesn't look like the hopes there. We, I'd either need them to win the flag or go out in straight sets. That's my theory. So losing in the grand final means he'll stay. At yeah, because he'll be like, oh, we were so close. We'll win it next year. I'm <laughs> You're <one>. an <laughs> You are an absolute <laughs> Mate, all year we've been going with this GWS are going to win it. And then you change your mind for about three weeks. Scott, and then you the jump before... straight back on them. And now you're deciding they're going to go out in straight sets. I'm conflicted, sets. Scott. The year before that, I was sure they were winning eight in a row. I've jumped off that as well. I don't think they're going to win. you jumped off eight in a row. Well, if they lose Josh Kelly, they might not be that good after this. Mate, what depth do they have? Josh Kelly won't bother them at all. He's the best player by the length of the Flemington He's Straits, Scott. He's not by the length of the straight. He's so good, they have Scott. A lot of very, very He's the third best players. player in the league. Can we be fair to Geelong here as well? Like, such a good performance. They came second by percentage, and we have given them no credit the entire their, year. Their last month, is like losing Selwood was the best thing that could possibly happen to them. Like They've just had players who, who found themselves. They've come together as a team. If he comes back, does that lift the burden off them? Do they play differently? Like What happens when he comes back? I still think there is a little bit of a psychological difference between him not being there and yeah. you have this whole, like, we all have to lift yeah. and, and him actually being there and thinking we have to lift around him. Like You still somewhat rely on him. I think it is an entirely different psychological thing. So if he comes back, potentially we will get back into that that zone. But surely some of their players will will lift now. And like, it is they final, are looking so they should impressive. feel that way anyway. Surely they're going to beat Richmond. Oh God, I hope so. Final. Sure. Dusty needs to go out and straight sets. That that seals his deal to North. I think. You are the worst. I hate you so much. You are absolutely shocked. I think about things from one perspective, and that is my own. I don't really care. About See, I want else. Richmond to lose because I'm incredibly jealous. Like it's it's that simple. Is your reason that much better than mine, Scott? It's not better. I've been trying to like. I've had this thing of I want Richmond to lose, and I've been trying to think of reasons why I've been thinking that. But it just comes it's down pure to jealousy. jealousy. It is a hundred percent jealousy because we've always been that. Like, we've been the two sad teams. They're bloody in the top Richmond four. Richmond have been nowhere near as sad as you. They've been good yeah, enough to they... laugh at. You've been so pathetic, you can't <laughs> even do that. The supporters try to claim that it's sad to support Richmond because they give them hope and crush them. I've had this argument with Poochie a few times. Yeah, well, he's wrong. <laughs> Wait, 100% what, he's wrong. What, what? I would kill to be able to see our team get flogged <laughs> in a final. I would kill for that. I just want the excitement of going to one. That's all that I wanted. I would have been happy if we got in the first final, lost by 10 goals to Sydney. I would have been, at least I had the joy of having the anticipation of a game. That's what I've been looking forward to all year. And we don't even have that. Like, I, honestly, I would have been satisfied with the season if that happened. Like six weeks ago, people were calling you premiership contenders. Those people were dickheads. I never said we were premiership contenders. I wanted to make all I ever wanted was to make the finals, and I thought we'd done it. <sighs> Thinking of finals footy just makes me angry now. I, like, I can't get excited. At least there's only me. one to go to. <laughs> like, there's not like three in Melbourne where you have to be there the entire time, being oh, it could have been me. Yeah. Oh, it'll just be it'll be the the elimination finals. That'll kill me. I think I'll text you incessantly reminding you that Melbourne should have been there. Just to really rub it in. You I don't probably. think I've been mean enough about this whole thing. Like, you, the reason you didn't make finals is that you lost to North twice. That, that, that is a fair reason for it, yes. 
take out like it was pathetic this week that we lost lost to Collingwood, but that's not really the reason. We lost to Frio at the G, and we lost to Utah Mice. Like that's shocking. It's pretty funny. Four thousand days, Scott. <laughs> Why are we back onto this? Weren't we talking about Geelong's great performance over the GWS? Yeah, are they a real premiership contender now? I still think they're a three. I'm I'm, I'm going to be stubborn. I'm going to stick with it. I think Adelaide, GWS and Sydney are the three contenders. The thing I is, think though, Geelong just... If, they just don't quite have that something if special. If Geelong win, they get GWS, Adelaide or Port or West Coast, but probably not either of those. They've got good form against both GWS and Adelaide. Like, it'll be a home Adelaide, final. Adelaide killed them the last time they played in Geelong. Yeah, it was the exact same margin as the first, the um, opposite. No, that was in Adelaide, that one. Geelong won the Geelong game. They played twice this year. Really? I, I think they so. beat them in Geelong. Don't think so. Uh, no, I'm thinking of Sydney, aren't I? Yeah. Yeah. So they're not going to have to play Sydney to the grand final at worst, unless they lose to Richmond, but... I'm not willing to entertain that as a possibility. There, there is a strong argument you can make about Sydney should be the favourites. Like they, they have lost two games since their thing at the start, and that's yeah. they've been against a bogey team in Hawthorne. They've beaten who just aren't there. They've anymore. beaten Geelong in Geelong. They've won. They won games, and everywhere. the bye means it's not as big a deal that they can't. They'll have yeah. to play four weeks in they a just, row. They have a lot more maturity than any other team. That that's the Look, thing. I, have, oh, they, they lost have. Adelaide as well. No, they, they beat, beat Adelaide. Point. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> they beat Adelaide by three points. <laughs> so they beat Adelaide balls. in Adelaide. So they've kind of they've jumped every hurdle. Yeah, they really should point. be the favourite. I mean, they're out of the four, so that's why they're not. Yeah, yeah this is a weird season. Should I like we... the fact now. I think the best teams are really good now. I think Adelaide are a really good team. I think Sydney are a really good team. GWS at their best are a freakishly good team. It just took us twenty weeks to get there for, for the teams to actually click. Although GWS haven't. But I still no. give them a chance. But they clicked like three weeks ago. What needs we to happen? We thought they did. GWS need to drop uh, Steve Johnson. He cripples their forward pressure. Yeah, and they I need agree to drop you. Lob. Yeah, it's probably not and a bad idea. And they need to trade Lob at the end of the season. They've been really keen on having the three tall they forwards. They can't carry the three tall forwards because yeah. none of their small forwards bother to tackle anybody. Mm. Toby Green's angry food. and uh, physical, but that. He just his outlet for that is punching people. Yeah, not and he, he doesn't have like the pace to give you that no. inferred pressure all the time. Yeah, and, and then they got Delidio, who, for all intents and purposes, is plays like a tall forward because he can't run. Yeah, like, yeah, I agree with you. It is a slow forward line. It's not. It's not modern footy, and no. they, they've been really determined to stick with it. I, I wouldn't be surprised if it if it clicks the other way around. Oh well. Anyway, let's move on. Essendon defeated Fremantle by fifteen points. Yeah, it, Essendon nearly blew it. It gave me a little bit of hope for a while, this one. Something five, which I noticed with Five Theo, was really good. Yeah, I mean, Five has had a really good second half of the year. Yeah, his first half was a bit worrying because it, it didn't was, look it like he was worrying. over his leg, but which, in all honesty, he probably just wasn't. And then when he didn't get over his leg, he was back to being you, as good as you, anybody. Yeah, you've watched a few Freo games the second half of the year and it has felt like that. He's mm. just carrying the team sort of Scott, thing. Scott, you've watched a few Freo games <laughs> in the second half of the year. Nobody else has. Some Freo supporters might have. <laughs> They probably still even <laughs> haven't bothered. Something which I noticed with Freo, like the way they're moving the ball is just—it's just not the way the game is played these days. They have this really mm. slow thing, and when they like they're trying to take risks, 
But it's that they they hold the ball for ages and then they try to pull off this pinpoint yeah. pass to the corridor. There's and not it actually, the speed of movement. It actually worked out a few times mm. in this game. A few times there were a couple of times where, like an SM player would drop the mark and they'd sort of come yeah. through and stuff like that. But they would like they they chip it to their half back line and they'd hold the ball for a bit and then they'd go for this short thirty meter pass into the corridor. And it, like, it was kind of cool it's seeing kind of them a, taking a risk. It's a bit of a bastardization of the Adelaide game plan who does that straight away. They just turn on the flank and look yeah. inside. They and do it oh, and they do it so quickly and then they just have players streaming mm. forward and it was the same like whenever Essendon they'd, they'd get it and they'd switch it yeah. into the corridor and then they'd have players streaming forward and they'd have space. You've got to do it before the zone has time to set up exactly. and cover its flank. It feels like they're trying to pick through the zone with precise kicking Instead and they of, don't have a lot yeah, of Yeah, they should either. be trying to break out of the zone. Yeah. Because even after you break through the first layer of the zone most of them are set up that there's a secondary... There's after the short kick, they've got somebody for a long kick. If you have enough that. time to set up, get a, you can't get out the back immediately with that. There's no doubt Ross has missed a trick there. Yeah. <laughs> there is no doubt, and it's really, really hurt. Like Ross kind of needs a bit of a Damien Hardwick reset the assistant coaches. I think. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. I, there's a lot, a lot which he does right, mm. but he is missing something. And in the they don't game. have the defensive personnel to really play the way he wanted to. Five years ago, anyway. Like, yeah. He, he I mean, can't do the it. The thing with it, he was always capable of turning these defensive players into reasonable players. Like, Zach yeah, Dawson's the obvious example. Like, he didn't Excuse so much rely on the, the, the talent in the back half. No, that's It was true. about the structures, but the teams have figured out how to pick through those structures, mm. and they still just don't know how to attack. No, there needs to be a bit of introspection at that club. He's got four years left on a contract or something, so... Yeah. They might be paying him a lot, unless they do. Yeah, I'm still giving him hope. If he gets the right people around him, he could come good. Did I you ever think you'd be saying that about Ross Lyon? If he gets the right people around him. Yeah, true. It is, it How is far weird. the mind you've such, such a big Ross, man. Uh, Richmond defeated St Kilda by 41. Meh. Oh, it, a little bit meh, but it, it's good like, win. It's just it's like this is this is where the jealousy is coming from. Like Richmond have just been just so consistent. Like, the last two weeks have been impressive. We've been getting wait- on that roll that we didn't think they could. We've been waiting for that Richmond performance. Mm. I thought I thought Richmond against Freo. I thought there's a real chance we're going to see a Richmond there. And then last game of the season, like do they, you remember? This when, is what Melbourne should have done. Like yeah, do you remember when uh, Hardwick said we're playing a defensive game plan we won't win by 60 but we won't lose by 60 either wrong on both counts and both of them were pretty much proven against St Kilda <laughs> lost yeah. by 80 and then had a thumping win which was probably a flattering uh, scoreline to St the, Kilda and they won by 100 weeks a week before the the original St Kilda loss was very like that's such an easy thing to just write off now. Yeah, like it was just their one performance which they were just pathetic they it just did not operation. turn up and they were against mm. A very hungry outfit on the night, and it yeah. was just everything just went against them that night. But outside of that, like they've just the Adelaide game, and that's it. The, the Adelaide game they started well. Like there, there was that there was some effort there. Isn't that more worrying though? Yes, but Adelaide were on fire at the start of the year. That's true, and then they ran into the juggernaut that came fourth last. Um, <laughs> we won by ten goals the next week, Scott. And access all areas and talk about it. Cause and then, the and then Melbourne won Barrett. the next week and it was the greatest win. Yeah. <laughs> the greatest home and away win of all time. <sighs> we were in Adelaide though. you got to keep that in mind. Are we we came are, fourth last. What are, <laughs> what are your thoughts on Richmond straight sets now? How confident are you? Um, I'm, oh, it's going to happen. The game, like... I can just see I'm reasonably confident. But the Geelong game's the game that matters. 
Geelong I don't think the they can, chance, I don't think they can beat Sydney. They can beat yeah. Geelong. I don't think they, they will because Geelong. Yeah. Ge- Geelong just play very well against them and it's a bad matchup for Richmond. And The way the draw has fallen has been a bit unfortunate. But I just... It's so possible. It's great. <laughs> I, was, I was thinking if they played GWS in Sydney or they played Adelaide in Adelaide, I was thinking there's no... They're definitely going to lose those games. I give, them, I give them a sniff against Geelong. Yeah, I give them 40% At the G, chance. With 100,000 fans there, yeah. most of them will be Richmond. They are a chance. But G would be funny if they chugged again. Cochin gets another five disposals. <laughs> I give him credit. He had nearly double that. He had nine touches. By the way, what's with all the complaining about Cochin not getting all Australian? He averaged twenty three points. He's had a good year, but compare him to Clary. He's an average. I one hundred percent agree with this. This was he was not that good. He, he was, was not fine. at all. It's just Richmond were pretty good. Yeah, it's one hundred percent that Richmond are a big club, so they the same as Collingwood. They feel like they should get an artificially inflated amount of all Australians. Collingwood always got more all Australians than they deserved based on performance because they were Collingwood and the media sucks up to them. Yep. Smaller clubs don't get that, which is why Robbie Tarrant wasn't in the All-Australian last year and why Todd Goldstein lost to uh, Mark J. Are you still on about the bloody Mark J. Martin? The Russian had a great year. Until I get Alzheimer's, I will keep complaining about that. Oh, you're a flog. <laughs> oh, can we really just not talk about the next game? No. Why? It was an interesting game. Did you know... Everyone else will know this, but you won't. This was the exact same scoreline as the, um, the last game of the season between these two clubs last year. I don't care. <laughs> like, that just doesn't... It's a fun fact. Cameron Mooney didn't enjoy it in his numerology segment. Did he actually talk about it in his numerology segment? I don't know. I don't watch the bounce. <laughs> Good call. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nah, screw this game, mate. This without, like... It's quite funny. Adelaide, um, sorry, West Coast showed heart. One time all season. It did become... And it screwed you over. <laughs> it, it did become this point where it kind of clicked in your mind and you realised West Coast have absolutely everything to play for and Adelaide have nothing. And it did play out like yeah, that. Yeah, Ad- Adelaide were, were ferocious. Adelaide were five goals down, fired a couple of shots, kicked a couple of goals, like, ooh, uh, could this happen? But then it was... See, just, I didn't Adel- watch that part. <laughs> <laughs> and but Adelaide were just like, well, we're probably still not going to win. There's only five minutes left. Our percentage means we're going to finish top because we haven't lost by 354 points. Um, why are we trying that hard? <laughs> Jake, Jakey Lever's coming to Melbourne. Why didn't he care? Why didn't he say, let's try to get the D's in finals? Have a hard Adelaide. <laughs> Doesn't that make him seem like he belongs in Melbourne? What, that he's choking on behalf of Melbourne? Yeah, turning it over, kicking it out of the defensive 50. It all sounds, I've heard there were... It, there it all sounds stuff very, very McDonald-ish. <laughs> nah, we're moving McDonald out. He can go forward. We're getting Jakey Lever back there. And that'll make a big difference. Are you going to trade Cam Pedersen now that he's got no role? Or are you just going to... No, he's been signed for another year recently. Yeah. No, he's going to trade Watts? He's been too, too good this year. Oh, I hope not. Well, I thought Watts played quite well. He was one of the blokes in the last few minutes. Watts and Hibbard were just taking the game on when we needed to. They were just pulling off these kicks into the corridor. And, like, some of them didn't didn't come off, but they, like, we I needed to go. I Watts would show some heart. He did. Oh, I mean, like, it's not a heart from, like, a hard tackling sort of perspective, but he's a good fellow, Wattsy. And I thought he played pretty well. 
That's what? the first positive thing you've said about Melbourne all day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, that gets it wraps up the football. We'll put you out of your misery. Let's go to our top fives. This week we are doing favourite players on other teams. Yeah, we're being nicer people. Uh, yeah, we're, uh, we've are we been pretty down, so we thought we'd lift ourselves up, talk about some things we like about footy. Uh, I think I'm pretty predictable, so um, we'll start with you. Do you have well, any honourable mentions? I don't have any honourable mentions. I will just chuck a couple in who I just didn't sneak in, but I'll just say them. Okay. The Texan and Robbie Gray, I kind of wanted to have in there. Yeah, because they're so sexy, right? Yeah, yeah. incredibly sexy. <laughs> but they they didn't it. sneak in. I, I like a lot of people. I'm a good bloke, unlike you. Yeah, you well, prefer that. My list stuff. was not that exhaustive. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm struggling here. And when I've thought about it, it's club... Um, <laughs> There's some criteria that will become apparent. My honourable mention is Ahmed Saad. I love watching that guy run. He's also sexy. He's very, but he's very sexy, sexy in a weird way because he just looks like a like a rabbit with how quick his things move. He's, about, like, he's so fast twitch. He has moments where you think he's stuffed. Like he's yeah. just run in the middle of five opposition players. What the hell? He goes all, straight past. Yeah, all of a sudden, he's on the outside. You're like, wait, what? Like he, he gets you on the edge of your seat, and he, he is very exciting to watch. <laughs> okay, go away with your number five then. Number five, big Jakey Lever, mate. He's coming to the day. Fair, fair enough. He, he's got incredibly long legs, comically long legs, I would say. I and he's pretty good. He's very good. <laughs> I feel like what we should have done is, um, if if we weren't incredibly biased, should have ruled out players coming to our respective clubs next year because uh, <laughs> that, that cripples... Like two That's going to be list. your entire list. <laughs> your big flop. You're shocking at these. We always do these things. From other clubs, you can't talk about Melbourne and North players, and you always just pop in and just have ex-North players, <laughs> future North players. And speaking... Uh, oh, no. Not speaking of ex-North players. That's coming later. Now we've got Aaron Hall as my number five. I love this dude. I'm not surprised Pre-season record holder for tackles made Stop in a game. Stop talking about that. Just because he doesn't make a tackle during the actual it's season. so funny. <laughs> 16... He's one of the late sixteen tackles for the rest of the season. <laughs> he had to be one of the laziest footballers we've seen. He is He's so symptomatic. Yeah. Freakishly talented, lazy as crap. Yeah, <laughs> no, I don't like him because you like him. Uh, four, that will also be a theme. <laughs> fair enough. Four is a, a little bit of a different one, and you know I love this guy, but I've been a bit quiet on it because he has disappointed me a bit. But Hamish Hartlett. I bloody love yeah, that Yeah, that's bloke. true, that's true. From a, from a very young age, I thought this guy was going to be an absolute star. When he's actually in a contest, he looks like he's so desperate and hard at yeah. it. Yeah. But he, he gets lazy throughout and the season. And he's got such a leak. His kick is beautiful to watch. And I just, I saw this talent. He has what, been incredibly disappointing his career. The, the last... Because he was, what, top 10 pick or something, wasn't he? Yeah, I think he was. Like 8 or pick. something? I, there was a while there which he was playing good footy for Port as a mm. kid, and no one was giving him credit. I thought like this. Those are the kids you like to jump on. Yeah, Um, and his his last couple of years, I think he's lazy across four quarters. I think that's what it comes down to. Yeah, Um, but if he comes good, anyway, sexy on to me. Yeah, this is very predictable one, and to be honest, probably a few spots too low. Toby Green. I'm no. If there weren't other um, if there weren't other like. Uh, factors weighing in on the guys above him he'd be my number one I've known you for a very long time and I understand your love for dickheads but I still don't really get this like he's so good to watch he's a bloody good player but he's an asshole he's a genuine dickhead who cares he can do things that nobody else does on the football field the way he moves how good his hands are like 
He is by far my favourite player to watch outside of Josh Kelly. But just to think that Bob Murphy was in your hated players list <laughs> and Toby Green is in your loved players list. It just shows what a terrible human being you are. He's just... Doesn't make than you everybody. question yourself as a person when you do stuff like no. this? <laughs> like, uh, he, I, like, tell me you he, don't love watching. Him I play love football. watching him play, but that's not I like him. He's a dickhead. But it's not. It's not, this isn't a list based on uh, personality. That should factor into it. Look, it should, but it doesn't. <laughs> I just it doesn't when you're talking about it. He's just he's so interesting to watch. Nobody else moves the way he does. It's. The way he runs with his chest puffed out. He, he looks like a, a meerkat the way he runs. I, I just love watching You him like play. the way he runs? Yes, the way he holds his head up actually looks for options. It's cerebral. Whatever, it's great mate. to watch. My number three, you know this one's coming. Big tipper. <laughs> we, we love Yeah, it. fair enough, fair enough. Why isn't he in your list? Because it's not a we love tipper. I'm fine with tipper. Oh, I'm sure you love tipper. I hate Essendon so much. Yeah, but... If he played for... He's just so cool, like, and he's so exciting, and he's so different. There's too much Cyril about and him, And his though. name's cool. It is cool. Well, I just, he's just about him. He's just, he's fine. He's more than fine. I don't fine. care he's, about so him. He's electrifying. But I don't watch Essendon, because I hate Essendon, so why would I, why would I know? I didn't have Araz in, but I just, those two, I just love them. I hate Araz, Great Arazio. names, exciting to watch. Love Brian has ruined Orazio for me. In the <laughs> he's same way, to Orazio for me. The, in the same way that he's ruined Stringer for everybody else. <laughs> yeah, that's fair though. <laughs> like, that actually does make me hate Stringer. Uh, next up, oh, Wellesley. This guy actually like, was one of my favorite players at North. We, that's been established. Yeah, I, I know. love Wellesley, and he, he's he's a bullshit entry on this list, but he's just he's a sexy footballer. Did it ever cross your mind thinking I should hate him now? No. No, uh, look, that actually is fair enough. I mean, I'll give you that. Like, he's so good to watch. Collingwood aren't good at all to care about. Um, he got paid so much money, we got a decent draft. Like, I just... I understood the realities of why he left, and I still love watching him play. And he's Collingwood's best player, which is hilarious. Oh, JB wasn't happy when he left. I don't care. <laughs> oh, JB thought I'm not entirely sure J- everything you've put up with with him, like getting him through his injuries and all of that. I don't think JB's that intelligent, to be honest. <laughs> he did a good job with your club. He did. You and I'll be forever for grateful for that. Do I rate his football opinion? <laughs> I do agree with you. Anyway, <laughs> my number two, this may be a bit of a surprise. Most people would be thinking he's going to be my number one. But we've got Nathan Fife at number two. Um... I love the man. This makes so, so much, much sense. It was the biggest. It's the biggest man crush that I have. Um, like, sexy footballer, sexy man, sexy performer. Like the his Brownlow speech was. It was just class summed up. He's a beautiful man. I haven't seen this side of you before, Scott. <laughs> I love Fifey so much. The biggest man crush I have. Who, who would you turn gay for? It's definitely Fifey. <laughs> All right, my. Uh, my oh, now now you're gonna be a dickhead. Um, We've gone from North Melbourne's past, and now we're onto their future. Dustin Martin. You don't like Dustin Martin. He's no, he's really good though, and he's really good to watch. He, he's also an asshole, and you've you've hated him because you don't like. Richmond. I love chopsticks. He loves chopsticks. You've always disliked Dustin. Am I right on that? Look, probably, but I've got now. There's a, a small possibility that he may be coming. Small to your club. possibility. Yes, it's practically a, science. I'll, He'll deliver. How scope. would you know? 
<laughs> this is ridiculous. There's no way that you realistically think Dusty's your second favourite player in the competition outside of North. He is a valid choice, though, because he's really good and really good to watch. But yeah, no. It is because <laughs> yes. he's coming to North. You're up. My number one? Alright. Now everyone knows now. Surely everyone's picked it. My number one, Big Linden. We haven't actually spoken to him about him that much this year. This year, no. Last year, we talked about him every five minutes. Because mm. um, he wasn't getting a game. He's just... I, I love his name. Linden. He's actually been good <laughs> for Collingwood this year. Yeah, mate, he was good. He was so harsh. In that like, he's been an upgrade on Nathan Brown for them. But I would kill to have Linden in the Melbourne team right now. What, oh, someone we that defends? So, yeah, not, not a, someone whose name isn't McDonald. He <laughs> would actually kick it out of defensive 50 and not turn the ball yeah, over. He, kicked, he, has a be- he has a beautiful, sexy long kick. He kicks at 65 metres with a drop punt. And he's good defensive player. He's a very good one-on-one defender. He's a good player. He got, now he's moved to a successful club. I don't. I, you can't begrudge him that. I don't begrudge him that. I love Linda. Yeah, I misread the, <laughs> the tone of that. I hate Howie. <laughs> I hate bloody Jeremy Howie. That's an true. Answer. He's going to be an All-Australian. But so I love him. My number one. Oh, everyone, I wonder who this is going Everybody to can guess this. The uh, third best player in the competition, second best player for North Melbourne, Josh Kelly. Okay, if he goes to St Kilda next year, will he be number one in your most hated players list? There'll be that, but I, I legitimately like watching him play football, he's, so that's going to be tough. He but is yes. one of the best players to watch in the competition. He he's is. so sexy. He, like, he, he's been so consistent in finding the ball, but like he run, the way he runs is sexy. He doesn't miss a target. He's just oozes class. Yeah, it was very notable that you saw him kick the ball out on the full ones because it just doesn't happen. <laughs> exactly. He doesn't make mistakes. Oh, he's so good. Although he needs to change his boots. His boots are one colour on the inside, one colour on the outside, and it's disconcerting when, when I would watch that, him Would that run. be part of the contract to North Melbourne, would it, that you have to change your boots? Yeah. <laughs> if <laughs> yeah. I was negotiating. <laughs> if you were in... I, look, I, I think you can deal with his boots it, if he comes to North. And it'd be something I'd cave on, but yes, I would ideally like that changed. <laughs> nice pair of black boots, well, then we're fine. Yeah. All right. I sound like and an old and man. Then, and then he's a perfect player. Oh, he's already a perfect player. He'd just be a perfect graced player. Uh, <laughs> that's our Delphi. Let's get on to the cues. Uh, has there been a case of a player having legal issues for not upholding their contract in the past? And do you think Gold Coast has a case to make? This comes from a rumour that they're going to sue Gary Ablett for not upholding his contract. You're the legal expert here, Scotty. What do you think? This is a factual question. And I was given no notice. <laughs> I don't know. Has there been? <laughs> I don't think so. Mal Michael retired and then came back, which was pointed out by another listener in the uh, Facebook thread. But, I don't know. <laughs> I don't think it ever has happened. I, I think I, I've no doubt that they probably technically could. Uh, although they all have these sort of out clauses in their mm. contracts now. They, 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 there's probably wiggle room there. But I'm sure there's been situations in which they could. But I think clubs just accept it these days. It's just the way the game is. So you don't think Gold Coast will be able to get anything out of this. I really hope they don't sue Ablett. Worry about your own bloody It club. was pathetic when Ablett ran away from journalists, though, after he'd been uh, ruled out for a hamstring industry in- injury. How did that happen? You... Yeah, he ran away from journalists <laughs> with a hamstring... <laughs> oh, like three week, three days oh. ago. Oh, okay, so I haven't paid any attention to footy for three days. <laughs> Maybe four days ago. You should have known <laughs> this. <laughs> um, but anyway, let's move on. Uh, how do you feel about umpires almost having a celebrity status? He's talking about Razor Ray here. I personally don't care. <laughs> um, does there is there any other umpire outside of Razor Ray who has anything slightly to his celebrity status? 
No. Umpires all, do not have a celebrity status no, at all. Umpires, all no sports one have one weirdo, though. Um, everybody loves Nigel something or other in Rugby Union, the Welsh dude. He's amusing. There's a soccer one called Bill, Mark something or other. Billy Bowden in cricket. Exactly. There's always one. Yeah, but I mean, Razor A's just a bit different. I, I think it's kind of amusing. But umpires do not have a celebrity status in the slice. No one gives a toss who the umpire is. They'll abuse him and they might remember his name just to have a go at him. But no one knows any of them. I think it's a bit sad, really. We probably should pay more attention to umpires. Nah, because they'd just get abused personally if we did that. I think their anonymity yeah. is probably a good idea. Perhaps. Perhaps. Uh, anyway, this one's probably directed at me. How did you feel about Sam Newman's <laughs> comments about being upset that Bob Murphy took over grand final celebration? Someone's been year? listening to the pot, I reckon. <laughs> yeah, this, there might be history about that. Um, look, I don't like agreeing with Sam Newman. This isn't the side of the fence I normally sit on. In fact, it's generally your side of the fence. This is, like, so right. It, was, it wasn't his call to take over the grand final celebration. I don't care. Bloody, if Luke Beveridge says, I want to get Bell Murphy on the stage, do you expect him to be like, no, nah, get stuffed? Like, yes. As a good human being that he supposedly is, he should uh, magnanimously allow others to celebrate. The guy was incredibly emotional. He was in tears. Everyone's been telling him for weeks that... You know, he's, he's lifting the team. He's, he's the heart and soul of the club. He should have been involved in the celebrations. Yeah, look, I don't have a big problem with it. I have a big problem with everybody lionising him. I don't think he deserves the the uh, flagellation that he gets. Have you, like, read his articles and, like, seen him speak in the media? He's a very... I've seen him speak in the media. I've read a few of his articles when I was younger. He's a very, very... For a footballer. Yeah, he's <laughs> incredibly intelligent. He's competent. No, he's not. He's more than that. He's a very smart guy on the way he thinks about his footy. And he's a great leader and a great bloke. When does this become a whole... The last three weeks, all we've done is talk about Bob Murphy. He's overrated. When did this become a thing? He's no different to Drew Petrie. Um, I actually think Sam Newman's right a reasonable amount of the time. Like, he, he says some... Like, when he... There are situations... I assume you're leaving out the... Like really controversial things he says. Yeah, there are there are situations where he clearly says dumb things as like a bit of a joke. Like Sam doesn't know what he's talking about. But a lot of the time, if he gives a genuine opinion on something, a lot of the time I actually think he's right. Um, I disagree with this one, but I love Bob because you're one of the herd. Final question: Who is the biggest snub? Clayton Oliver from the All Australian <laughs> squad or Ryan Clark for a Rising Star nomination? <laughs> now, a bit of context for this: Clayton Oliver was second in the league for contested possessions, top ten in a whole heap of other things. Ryan Clark had twenty-seven disposals, <laughs> averaged about that for the last six weeks, and the guy that got the Rising Star nomination this week had three fucking disposals. Three goals. I don't mate. care. So did the other guy, and he didn't deserve it's it the a week before. Perfect game of footy. Every time he went and hit the ball, he kicked a, a goal. Perfect game of the football is actually kicking. The ball more than three times. It's so funny. That is hilarious. It's so bad. He knocked off Ryan Clark. That is actually hilarious. What more could Ryan Clark have done throughout the last six weeks of the year? Like he, he's he's top ten. Played for a relevant he's top ten club. in like twenty different uh, categories for Rising Star eligible people this year, and he's not nominated. <laughs> Fucking Jack Silvani is. That guy's best game was 13 touches and two goals. 
it just it's this sums fucking up, nepotism. This sums up the whole. At the end of the year, they just try to give votes to people they want to give a vote to. It's so like, stupid. Hayward though. He has had a been, really good year. No, he hasn't had no. that good. He's been fine. Oh, no, he's been a good player in a very good team. He's averaged like ten he touches in a goal a, a game. So does Clark, but he deserves to have a vote. They wanted to give him a vote. Yeah, Ryan Clark so deserves like votes in the end of year award. He deserves like a couple of ones from somebody. Some of the judges. He won't get any votes in the Browner. Ryan Clark. Yeah. Oh, we did win by a lot this week. <laughs> he might get one this week, yeah. Ah, <laughs> oh, it's so funny. But bloody Clary. Like, I've looked, I'll be honest with you. I haven't even looked at the All-Australian squad. I've been that shattered Joel about Joel Selwood made it, and Joel Selwood didn't play half a year. Clary. That wasn't that good when Second he in contested possessions. He's, I think he's top ten, top five in clearances. He's, he's been amazing. Joel Selwood wasn't better than Ben Cunnington this year. Ben Cunnington wouldn't have got a look in from the judges. It's purely named. Bond and Pelly didn't deserve to be there either. Selwood's clearly named. Is Bond and Pelly in there? Yeah. Oh, that's bullshit. Have you got in there to Clary? He's had a very average year. Yeah, that is purely named. And that's Darcy. <laughs> yeah, it is Luke Darcy, especially Bond and Pelly. But having right? Bond in there, Darcy would have had a bit to do with that. I have no doubt about that. Fucking Luke Darcy. Bont's in there? Bont is in there. Wow. I think. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> oh. <laughs> You're checking it, are you, before you start <laughs> trouble with slander? Yeah, I'm like 90% sure he's in there. How does Clary not get picked? Western Bulldogs are the team you're looking for. Yeah, he is in there. there. That is ridiculous. That's really dumb. Yeah. Imagine if he got on the team. Oh, uh, well. We're missing the All-Australian tonight. We're bloody recording. Nah, who cares? We'll be able to read in the paper and that'll all the, be all that matters. But anyway, let's get to our tips. Oh, can we, I, can I, can I just don't want to talk about finals footy. Well, you either have I, to talk about it now or come back and do another podcast next week. Fuck, fine. Um, <laughs> Normally we hit this time September and I like I look at the finals coming up and I get really excited for it. Because like, I know Melbourne weren't going to make it and you get excited for some finals footy. I've just been picturing Melbourne as being involved in the finals and thinking about it without us. I'm like I, I'm not excited at all for finals. Yeah, look, I am. <laughs> I think you're one of the few people with that opinion. Melbourne supporters would mostly be thinking that. We didn't even talk about Brad Scott resigning. You know what that means? We've definitely got both Dustin Martin and Josh Kelly because we wouldn't have resigned him otherwise. How can you be so excited? Your team finished bottom four. You can get stuck. How do we get to the end of the season and you're bloody stoked and all excited about your club and my I'm depressed as all hell. How did this happen? Because life. This much has been better. the year for me. Life is much better when you go. For it was yourself. finally time for me to be happy. North beat us twice, and you are happier than me out of the season. Oh. It is pretty funny. I'm so upset. Uh, Adelaide GWS. Oh, I don't care. I mean, it's a it's a bloody interesting game. It's in Adelaide, so I'll give it to Adelaide. Oh yeah, me too. Geelong Richmond. Although GWS are going to win the flag <laughs> anyway. Uh, Geelong Richmond. Hopefully Geelong. Yeah, Geelong Sydney Essendon. Uh, Sydney will destroy them. It's only one point last time, and Essendon should have won that game. Sydney by eighty points. Really? Yep. No, I dead set think that's possible. I think they could destroy them. And I wish it was Melbourne losing by 80 points. <laughs> uh, Port Adelaide, West Coast. Port Adelaide by 50 points. You think Essendon are going to lose by more than West Coast? Yeah, because Sydney are better than Port. 
Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but West Coast, uh, Port flog bad teams, and to be honest, that's... Although, West Coast did win in Adelaide earlier in the year. Hmm. Uh, yeah, actually, they like playing in Adelaide. Yeah. It's the only place they like to travel to for some weird reason. Because it's convenient. Nah, nah, Port will kill them, and I hope they kill them, bloody West Coast bastards. I hope... West Coast win, just to annoy you. Also, that means Port's significantly closer to bottom four. <laughs> <laughs> I do like Port, though, so I um, do like We will have a look and see who won the ladder prediction competition. I have a no, feeling yeah. no one got close. We have that. a beer to dole out. You um, can do that, I'm certainly not. No, so that'll happen in about three months. Um, <laughs> <laughs> after trade season. Uh, we probably won't have a pod next week. Um, we definitely won't. We definitely won't have a pod next week. <laughs> Uh, but we'll, we'll get back on the horse yeah. after that. Do you want to do some season review pods after that? No. Some trade pods? No, we're not talking about it. I don't yeah. care. Until we well, get leave. Yeah, we, when you get leave, we'll do a podcast. Oh, I just don't give a shit right now. <laughs> <laughs> you ready to finish up? Yes, I'm definitely ready to yeah, finish thanks up. Thanks for not even Nick. done this in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for listening. We'll see you in a couple of weeks. Uh.